I want you to hear me when I say this. There will be energy brought today. Three, two, one. Playoffs are for winners. On the other side, we do have to deal with Ngakwe. <laughs> Ngakwe. You are listening to the Packers pregame podcast. And who better to pound the rock than AJ, the tree trunks Dylan? I don't, I don't, I don't have a good nickname for him. Answering the hardest question. Or should we just let this play out? Um, you know that. That's a good question. Fiery debates. It's Kyle. Kyle Fuller. Kyle Fuller's better than Jair Alexander. Yep, he's better. Uh, unbiased opinion, I disagree. And finally, the hottest of takes from the greatest of truth tellers. All right, look around, pre-snap, where's number 20, where's number 20, there he is, that's where I'm going. You don't even have to make reads. This game is a chance for Mitchell Trubisky to turn the tide on his career and the next Decade for the Chicago Bears. The question that everyone should have been, well, it shouldn't even have been a question, the statement that everyone should have been saying loud and clearly, yelling it from the rooftops, from the mountaintops, is look what Aaron Rodgers has done in spite of Mike McCarthy. He has won in spite of the people above him and the people higher up in the organization. He has dragged this team through the mud. He has willed this team to win. We do not give him the credit that he deserves. Hello, and you are welcome for listening to the Packers pregame podcast. Wait, what is that? I I don't hear I don't hear the music. Bang the drum. Let's go, boys. The Green Bay Packers have defeated the best team in the division. Just kidding. Frauds. Let's talk about what we're gonna talk about today. We are Short a player. Again, this is Mike. The Packers shouldn't re-sign Aaron Jones Burns. With me, as always, we have Bill. I will be up for the PPP tomorrow because I need to talk some mad about the Vikings, Kranz Noble, and our missing counterpart today. The resident Bears fan, Jeremy. I will not be there due to unforeseen circumstances, Macatelli is ducking everyone today. On the podcast today, we are going to answer the unanswerable question that we brought up last week, which is, what is the X factor? And then we're going to talk about the uh, game last week when we absolutely pummeled the Fraud Vikings. We'll do a game preview of the Detroit Lions. Jeremy's not here to help me with my betting, uh, but we will ask Bill, our resident non-better, to help me with my fake betting. We're going to go through our favorite matchup to watch. Theme of the week. Bill will give us the injury report. Uh, We will talk about what we're most afraid of, and I will finish up with taking Jeremy's job and doing the matchup stats. And then obviously we'll get into our predictions. So with that, Bill, anything you want to say before we get into it? Um, Well, yes, the Vikings are extremely fraudulent, and we've known this for many weeks, and finally, we, uh, on a national TV game, everyone was shown, beyond a shadow of a doubt, just how terrible that team is. All right, I was hoping you were going to save that for the preview, but let's jump into it. Dre Bly. Brett Favre goes back to pass. He pumps. Now he fires over the middle. Intercepted. I can't believe what I'm seeing right now. It was intercepted by Tracy Porter. Okay. The Green Bay Packers defeated the Minnesota Vikings. I don't even know what the final score was, to be honest. Do you know what it was? Like 41 to 14? 41 to 17? Yeah, I believe it was 41 to 14. It was, uh, I would, uh, 41 to 17. I would say it was a couple garbage time shutdowns. Garbage time touchdowns, but that was basically everything after the uh, halfway through the second quarter. Yes, and I think that this game could not have gone any worse for Vikings fans because we had both Luke, which again, Luke, thank you. I know you're not going to listen to this podcast this week, but thank you for joining last week. And Jeremy, who the entire the entire week 
All it was was the only thing we can rest our hopes on is Justin Jefferson. They genuinely, I don't think, even cared about winning the game. It was just like, let Justin no. Jefferson go off so at least we'll have that. That's literally, that's literally what it was because I, I saw it after the game that like people were like, I don't even care about the loss. The thing that hurts is Justin Jefferson played bad. So he can't so he can't have like some receiving record or whatever the fuck. I mean it is Bill, it is unbelievably funny that that the entire it, it was not about them winning all week. I mean no. they want, they wanted to win, but it was just about like Hey, just let Justin Jefferson go off because, please. And yeah. he had the worst game of his entire career. It could not have gone it, worse for Vikings fans. Well, that's the whole thing with Vikings fans is they would rather... They don't care about their own team winning. But, well, the thing is, they would rather the Packers lose than their team win. Because they care more about other teams than their own. And part of that, kind of a subgenre of that is they care more about individual stats for some players for some reason because that's really all that those are the only banners that they can hang as uh as mike McCarthy said we don't hang division banners in uh, in lambo field that's right so um you have Keyshawn nicks him listed here right. this has gotten weird dude i mean it's i don't think so weird i don't even know if it's gotten weird it's just like it, it's like are we now in, are we in confirmation bias is that where we're at now I, I don't know. I, I'm surprised. I'm still surprised every single time. You know what the thing that was most surprising uh, from the game is that he let one go. He just like let it bounce in the end zone. I was like, yeah. wait, did he not just take one out? What just yeah. happened? I think I think I think Matt Ofer said something after the game about that. He was like he even he was like, Oh, I thought he was gonna take that too. The 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 touchdown return that he had, Bill did, I could have returned that touchdown. Yeah, I mean he he jogged. <laughs> did he ever actually no. turn it on? He didn't have to. It was a rest day. He had another yeah. rest day. Like, again, I th- I mentioned this a couple weeks ago. Um, I don't understand, like, because I said it, I said it a couple weeks ago. It's not like the Packers are deciding to block better for him. No. But because they didn't like Amari Rogers or something, like, he's just he just. I think it's what you have to do is you get the ball and you just run straight up the field. Yeah, seems that um, simple, I guess. He makes yeah, it look that easy. He does. Um, so in the middle of Keyshawn Nixon's uh, Nick Nick Sims, Sim. Nick Sims rest day, uh, he scored a 105-yard touchdown, which is the first one since Randall Cobb returned a mm-hmm. touchdown in the opening game against the Saints in 2011, which was the first time since the Packers had a kickoff return since 2001. So 11 years from now, we will see another. Yeah, uh, mark your calendars. Yes. Uh, okay, Bill. Yes. Uh, I think the Packers are playing good right now, and they don't even have a good quarterback. Uh, correct. Aaron Rodgers, like is, the uh, is, EPA per play, CPOE, um, and DVOA is like the 20th best quarterback in the league, and yet we're still winning football games. What, what is going on? Well, I think it's this is basically like – we're well, a quarterback I, away with Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good place to be. Um, no, I think this is gen- genuinely like kind of what people, or maybe generally, I don't know, what people were expecting coming into the year was the offense will be suspect, probably not as good. Um, Mike, I think you mentioned on Twitter last night, you dragged me for uh, saying that the Packers wide receivers would be better. No, that was two years ago. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's the thing. I, you, <laughs> you I think quote, Malik Willis was you, in the middle of that tweet. Malik, Malik, Malik Taylor. Malik, Malik, Malik Willis, Malik Taylor. Yeah, you quoted to me a, a Malik Taylor stat, and I'm like, I don't know what to do with any of this information. He was not even on the team. I was deep into the drafts. Okay. You probably deep into some other drafts, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but I mean, it's... Like the the Packers, the offense was going to take a step back. The defense was going to be good, and like that's really all you needed. You didn't need like on on paper. I don't think you necessarily needed Aaron Rodgers to go carry him out every game. Although he started doing that, and I think that's why we played so bad. Was because yes. he's been hero ball for the first eight weeks. Yes, 
and he's, like, been not, he has <laughs> been like a below average quarterback. He has not been good. He didn't play good against the Vikings either. I mean, he didn't play bad. Well, but, but, I, but he didn't. Well, that's the thing because he didn't play bad. Yeah. And now, and now he's just being fine. But he's not being Aaron Rodgers, but he's being better than he was, which is really all you can ask for. Well, let's let's uh, let's move on to to what you had brought up just a second ago, which is the defense is playing good. And Bill, you are the captain of the Joe Barry. <laughs> I, as I have never been player. more vindicated in my entire life. <laughs> so, so Bill, it's officially been the switch has officially been flipped. Yes, I mean, look. Did you see? Did you see all the interceptions that we we're getting again this week? Yeah. Because. Because Joe Barry flipped the switch. It's a masterclass. So um, this has been this has been a, a, a wait. Hold on, the masterclass. It was yeah. a masterclass. It was. It really was though. Like outside of basically that one, like the one, like our seven-string corner gave up that like bad touchdown on a blown coverage like late in the game. Like other than that, secondary was great. Yeah, I mean, Ab- it, it absolutely. Was so good. Absolute Jair, absolute shutdown. Justin Jefferson. Um, Adam Thielen. What happened to him? Wait, where did, did he go to school? Um. Oh, you know what? He actually went to Mankato. Is that in Minnesota? That is in Minnesota. And it's Division Two. I believe so. I He's from it's... Minnesota, and he went to a Minnesota school, and he played for the Minnesota Vikings. No way. I never knew that. Anyways, that doesn't come up as much anymore because he's bad. Yeah, he fell off a cliff. He's gone. What happened? Yeah, he's old and bad, apparently. I don't get it. Um, so, Bill, this this leads us to a discussion that was going on on a ton of Packers podcasts this week. Did Joe Barry save his job? Is he going to be back next year? <laughs> uh, I'll let you know next week. Okay, so we're we're gonna push that off. Yeah, I'm. Here's the thing. Like, if this is how Joe Barry's gonna play with his defense, I'm okay with that. I'm worried that I've he flipped a switch so hard I, that I, that I'm standing for him so hard. I'm going to talk him into saving his own job, and then we're going to be stuck with him for another year. Because then I don't know what's going to happen. The flip was switched so hard that it it, it what is it? Got stuck. Uh, it, the the breaker uh, blue. Trip. Trip the breaker. Trip the breaker. Thank you. Yeah. Um. So, Bill, I forgot that. Uh, Big Bob Tunyon was on the team. Uh, I think Big Bob Tunyon forgot he was on the team. Uh, that was that was a, one of the the better offensive plays that we had, and I really like the thought process by Aaron Rodgers and Matt Lafleur, which is we should just try to throw it in the end zone when we're at the twenty yard line because once we get inside the yeah. twenty, we're not going to score. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, that's a smart. Like, if your red zone is bad, if your red zone offense is bad, stay out of the red zone. Stay out of the red zone. Either kick long field goals or throw long touchdowns. Oh, I didn't even, right. I didn't even put that on the rundown. <laughs> Mason Crosby, just at as 38 years old, yes. going on 50, by the way, from the way he looks, <laughs> like, just set the record at Lambeau Field for the longest kick in history in January. What happened? When they sent him out there, I was watching the game, with uh, with my mom and with my wife, and we were, I was like, what are they doing? I was like, there is no way. And my mom, eternal optimist, was like, oh, <laughs> hey, bud, no, give him a chance. It may go in, it may go in. I'm like, he can't kick it into the end zone on a kickoff. No. Like he, it's not, he's not gonna make it. And of course, Mason crossbar, literally yeah. hits the crossbar. Yes. Bounces in. Like, what happened? What? Yeah. None of this makes sense. I was watching the first half at the the B dubs near me, and I was gonna stick around for the for the end of the half, and then we scored the touchdown. I was like, all right, well we can go. There's like two minutes left or whatever, and then I get home and I was like, oh, Mason hit a long field goal to end the half. That's cool. And then I I got on Twitter and I saw the replay and I saw it like if it was if he was a a yard back. Hell, if he was an inch back, that ball doesn't go in. No, it's like, insane. And I'm like, I saw it, and it hits, and it goes like straight up and over, and I'm like, Jesus, I, you, Mason. If you would have, I would have said it wasn't going in if it would have been one of those free kicks that we haven't seen in five years where they're just allowed to oh, yeah. 
kick it with no defenders trying to block it, I'd have been like, he could have mm -hmm. had a 10-yard running start, and he wouldn't have had the distance to get it there. Yeah. I, I Shocked. I'm nervous that in the same way you, you become older and you're like, I can still throw a football over those mountains, and then you yeah. make one throw, and you're like, well, my shoulder's done for the rest of my life. Like, that right. Mason, like, kicked out his leg. Like, there's yeah, nothing no. left. You could have given him the Tom Dempsey half foot, and I don't think he would have made that. <laughs> the second part of that is um, the Packers, like, this is something that if the Packers would have lost, and they would have lost on a Mason Crosby missed field goal, would have been so hilarious. But the Packers called up a kicker mm -hmm. for longer field goals and for kickoffs because Mason can't kick it very far. And in warm-ups, he got injured. Yeah. That's a tough scene. That is that is like something that happens to the Lions. That is not something that happens yeah. to the Packers. Like that is. Just I think it was yeah because it was like it was like all right we got this this guy should do the kickoffs because he's gonna get in the end zone, and then Mason does the opening kickoff and you're like um that's not uh what what and then it's like yeah then you find out later in the game like questionable return or out with a groin injury and you're like, <laughs> you're like bro did he did he strain it stretching out like what the hell happened? Um. So, Bill, the offensive line on that on that Big Bob Tunyon touchdown, the offensive mm -hmm. line looking a lot better. There, those were two really good pass rushers for the Minnesota Vikings, um, and we held our own. Like, looked really good. And Wait, who, go ahead. Sorry, who was who was the who were the good who were the good pass rushers? Well, one of them, um, we're not actually sure if he played because he had one tackle on the stat sheet. I don't know if you've ever heard the name, Zadarius Smith. Do you want to talk about what happened there? Um, was that former former Baltimore Ravens, Zadarius Smith? Um, well, I don't, yeah, I think so. I, I mean, you tell me. Um, yeah, Zadarius Smith is a capital B. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Hey, you said you wanted me to talk man shit, and I'm talking man Okay. I mean... Zero Smith is a bitch and a half. Do you want to let the... I mean, the people who listen to this podcast may not know what happened. Do you want to let them know what happened? Why I'm not. I'm, I'm trying to pull up the... Uh, while you're doing that, while you're pulling it up, the other the other pass rusher who didn't uh, make his way to Lambeau, uh, at least mentally, uh, was Neil Hunter. Um, he also didn't do anything worth remembering. The Packers well, offensive line Hunter. shut them down. Um, Sidarius Smith, um, first of all, I mean, like, coming into the year doing the whole, like, oh, I, I'm going to be named captain and now I'm going to get the chain because like, I wasn't named captain of the Packers, which is just, I mean, who cares? Bro, like, he's petty. I get it. I'm petty. Yeah. But. He's Tom Petty, then, dude. Uh, well, two wishes he were Tom Petty. Zaneer <laughs> uh, Smith refused to shake hands to Adrian Amos during the coin toss. That's fine. That's just... I get that. You know. It's some gamesmanship. But the one that makes you look like an absolute bitch, especially after the game that you had where you had one tackle. First Viking into the tunnel after the game ran straight to the locker room. Didn't shake hands with anyone else. Just got... Hard in your feelings and ran the locker room and cried like a. <laughs> um. So, Bill, uh, yes. the, the last thing, and then we'll we'll answer the question that was asked last week uh, about who was the bigger fraud. But turnovers are not something that you can consistently rely on. But we can, right? Is that where you're at right. as a Packers fan? Like we know yeah. deep down that turnovers are not something. That you, there's a lot of luck involved in getting turnovers. The Darnell Savage tipped pass, or the um, the the Rasul Douglas tipped pass, Darnell Savage mm -hmm. pick six. Like that ball could have just hit the ground, and that's no longer a touchdown. Like there's some weird mm -hmm. things that that can happen when it comes to turnovers. Um, but for the Packers in Lambeau yeah. in January, turnovers are something we can count on. Right? Yeah. Here's here's where I'm at. This reminds me of, and I'm not trying to do this uh, necessarily to like talk this into existence. Do it. But it does remind me of 2010, Don Caper's first year as defensive coordinator, where we won the Super Bowl because, in part, because we got timely interceptions. 
Yeah. Big timely turnover. I'm trying to lose. Clay Matthews' head knocking a ball out of a running back's hands in the Super Bowl. Like, well, don't forget Ryan Pickett. Ryan Pickett. You you have B.J. Raji getting an interception in the NFC I mean, Championship game. It seems like it seems like Sam Shields and Jermon Williams like got a pick a game like every game. Yeah, you had that that pick six against the Falcons. Tremont mm-hmm. Williams intercepts a ball in the end zone against the Eagles to end the game. Nick Collins, Nick Collins gets a pick six yeah. in the Super Bowl. Like, yeah. just weird, weird stuff. And, I mean, we're going to need it. So, the last thing, Bill. Yeah. Uh, I, I literally, I'm watching the game, when it was on the one that was tipped, I literally was like, oh, that ball's tipped, and that's going to be a pick. And then there it was. There it was. Because it was like, you just knew it was going to happen. Um, so, Bill, who was the bigger fraud? We answered that question, and this is where I'm going to back off, and I'm going to let you take it from here. Uh, last week, we asked the question, who's the bigger fraud, the Packers or the Vikings? What's the answer? It's the Vikings. It's always been the Vikings, but now we know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, just how fraudulent the Vikings are. Now, Vikings fans might say, well, we're still 11-0 in one-score games, and I would say if that is the hat, that you want to put if that is what you want to hang your hat on you can do that um but you look like a joey harrington <laughs> i'm a primetime player i came through when it counted and uh got my second tv i got one for my living room now and one for my bedroom so all right let's move on to the game preview the green bay packers got flexed into sunday night football <sighs> 7.20 p.m. God's time zone. The Green Bay Packers will be hosting the Detroit Lions. At that point, the Lions will know if they are in a win or get in situation. For those who don't know, you should read a book. But if the Seahawks win, the Detroit Lions will be immediately eliminated from playoff contention. But if the Seattle Seahawks were to lose, the Lions are playing this football game win or get in Bill, I want to start off. I need some help. I have this mm-hmm. like paradoxical conundrum, which I don't know if that's like uh, redundant to be completely honest with you. But I am, this is the problem. These are the three thoughts that are going through my head, and this is what creates the paradox, okay? Number one, this is football. That's number one. It's football. Number two, I am so incredibly convinced that the Packers are going to win this football game that I'm not even nervous. Like, I am convinced that the Packers are going to win. There's no way they lose this game. Number three, I'm always wrong, as we'll talk about during my fake betting segment. I'm always wrong. So now I think that the Packers are definitely going to lose because I think that they're going to win So that brings us back to number one. It's football. I'm so convinced that the Packers are going to lose because I think that they're going to win, but I'm always wrong. So now I'm back to convince that the Packers are going to win. Help. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh, Yeah. Uh, You've become psychotic is what happened. (laughs) So, so what, where do I stop this? Where do I stop this uh, vicious cycle? Um, I think you just got to pick, pick a side and then sit on it. Either you're so convinced they're going to win, you're not nervous, or you can't trust yourself and they're going to lose. And I don't think you can keep being cyclical about it. What's better for my mental health? The first one, obviously. Okay, good. good. Well, here's the thing. They're actually, they're actually both equal because if you think about it, if you're so convinced they're going to win, no stress. But if you're, if you're always wrong and that means that they're for sure going to lose, also no stress. Right? Or am I wrong? I'm lost. Okay. Well, this is what happens when we swim around in my brain for like five <laughs> seconds. Okay. You well, know? let's just how about just stick with the first one because it's uh it's back to pregame pod. They don't lose when you do the pregame pod. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Good. Um, so Bill, you have on the rundown here <laughs> Dan Campbell. Nothing to lose is absolutely terrifying. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Why? Because uh, it's Dan Campbell. Um. Do you remember? Do you remember what was the game? I think it was two years ago. And, and to we played the Lions at home to end the season and lost. Well, last year we played the Lions on the road to end the season, and we played our starters in the first half, and we lost. Correct. 
I mean, MBS got hurt, and that's why we lost to the 49ers, but that's a, another podcast for a different time. Yeah. Um, I'll try not to, because I think you have, I think you allude to it later in, uh, later in the, in the rundown, so I'll, I'll try not to go too far into it, but it's basically like, we've seen it in the past where, uh, Dan Campbell kind of throw out the playbook, and, uh, that, I think stuff like that can happen, especially if the Seahawks win, and he, if, if the Seahawks win, then the only thing Dan Campbell will have to do or play for is knocking the Packers out of the playoffs. Yep. And that is... I mean, that's built into material right there for, for the Lions. It is. So, when we think about what happened the first time the Packers and the Lions played, the, the Packers thoroughly dominated the Lions, ended up losing the football game because three interceptions, all of them were in at least Detroit territory. One of them was five yards away from the end zone. Aaron Rodgers played terrible. We lost. It was bad. We played bad. But now turnovers are going the other way for us. I think the thing that... I I just... This is why I'm so convinced that the Packers are going to win. We're... I think we're just a lot better than the Lions, and I know that the Lions have been playing really good lately, but the mm-hmm. home road splits for the Lions, I don't know if you've been listening to other Packers podcasts that don't exist, or if you've been reading um, any of the, the Packers Acme Packing Company stuff. It's, the, it's the Lions, been... it's like 14 points of offense yeah. when they're on the road. Yeah. Jared Goff has been bad in the cold historically in his career. Mm-hmm. The Packers, the Lions are really bad at stopping the run. Their pass defense has gotten a lot better. It's ju- it just seems like a great matchup for the Packers. And, I mean, it's Lambeau in January, so the Sheboygan crew is going to be there. Oh, yeah. A lot of good calls. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm just, like, convinced that the Packers are going to win this game. It's a good matchup. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. Um... I'm trying to pull up the, yes, uh, oh, for, you know what's for some reason in my brain, uh, I had the Packers at minus six and a half. I'm like, that's a lot of points. I had to double that's check. It was a lot of points, but it was four and a half. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I think it was a really good match for us. Like you said, the home rose splits are crazy. Um, I, I like, um, like the atmosphere that's probably going to be at Lambeau Sunday night um, all the things point to a win and that's what scares me it scares me it scares me <laughs> to death. Jamal Williams I think is going to get a touchdown like if, sure. I had, if I had the opportunity to like bet on props like I would take fake bet over a half of a touchdown sure easy um, now the the other thing that is underlying this game that is not on the football field, okay, no. but is tangential to the football field, is it's getting spicy out here in these streets. There is a lot of smack talk going on. I don't remember the name of the, De- of the Detroit Lions player. I will look it up while I pass this off to you. Okay. Pretty much talking about how he feels disrespected by Aaron Rodgers, and he's ready to like play smash mouth football, um, I, yeah, I, I, it's, there is a lot of tension, uh, going on in this football game. Have you been seeing any of this while I look this up? Yeah, I, I, I saw the clip that you're referring to. I also do not remember the player, uh, whose name it is. Um, I didn't know exactly what he was referring to. I'm assuming it was after, um, the Miami game when Aaron Rodgers made the comment about, cause I think, I think the post game reporter, so the next 13 player are all over 500, and Aaron corrected her, and correctly said that the Lions were at 500, um, which is, I guess, being pedantic, but like, you know, so I don't know if maybe that's what he was miffed about, that the Lions were just a 500 team and not a 500 plus team. Was it, was it, um, was it the, the Pat McAfee? Show? Like when Pat McAfee was talking smack, 
I have no idea. That I don't know about. I went around where Pat McAfee was very upset that I think Dan Campbell wouldn't come on the show. And he was like, oh. I hope y'all lose. And he was going off, and Aaron Rodgers was just sitting there smiling. Um, I mean, that sounds like you should be mad at Pat McAfee, not Aaron Rodgers, then. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, so it's it's Lions safety Deshaun Elliott. Uh, okay. He said, the way he carries himself, I don't like none of that bleep. A-Rod doesn't respect us. That team doesn't respect us. We're going to fight our ass off, play Smash Mouth football. What is Smash Mouth football? Uh, you listen to All-Star the whole time. Is that what you do? You just play All-Star before the game? Uh, okay. Oh, God, that would be a magnificent troll if if when the Packers end up winning this football game or, like, they're up by, like, 21 in the fourth quarter or something, they just start playing Smash Mouth. Oh, what a troll that would be because it'd be, a, a, it'd be an extra troll. Do you remember when Smash Mouth got into it with Packers Twitter last year? No. What? I, I Dude, don't. we got to do like an oral history of Packers Twitter from the last three years because it's nuts. We'll, we'll talk about uh, that later. That sounds like a lot. It, well, it is. Uh, Packers Twitter is a lot. <laughs> um, so the last thing I have is is the Packers are the Packers are better, right? Are they? I think so. They're, they're playing better. They certainly are. Um, I think uh, we can maybe get into it here a little bit, um, but the Packers are playing... They're doing something that I don't think they've maybe done in the last couple of years, but they're they're hot at the right time. Yes, which is, which is playing well and playing hot at the end of the season, going into hopefully the playoffs. So, Bill, this is this, like sometimes I'm like, again, am I a smart football guy or is Aaron Rodgers a dumb football guy? Sometimes, you know, are we like both dumb smart football guys because? Aaron Rodgers in an interview was like, you know what? I think it's a good thing that we're getting in as, as a set if we do get in mm-hmm. as a seven seed because we'll get we're getting hot at the right time. That's something that I would think. That's something right. that me with my dumb football brain would think. Yeah. Like it's like very obvious to be the like get a buy and be the one seed. Like that's obviously and, better. Like, and, and not have to play all your games on the road. Right. And the like, play games at home. But no, yeah. no, like our football brains, football brains are football brains, whether they're the football brains of Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers or the football brains of Mike, let's not re-sign Aaron Jones, and Bill, Joe Barry, flip the switch, Kronz Noble. We're all yeah. the same football brains, and yeah. we all think the same. Well, because I think what happens is Aaron probably thinks differently to start the year and the season goes on, as we do. But then everyone we get to this point where we're playing hot and that just like it's like you're it's like your primal football brain where it's like back in the you know, a hundred years ago when football was invented and now passed through the genetic code. Um, everyone just sees that and goes, Oh, playing hot, playing hot and the season. Yep. Just you just you just hit the platitudes and, you know, Jeff Backus. Do you really need two? I mean, can I have one? If you come over and watch some movies with me. All right, uh, we are going to move on to what has been the favorite segment of our growing fan base, by the way, up to 26 listens last week, up from 16. This is exponential, exponential growth. We are going to hit Malcolm Gladwell's famous tipping point, and we will be the only Packer podcast as we buy up all of the other podcasts because um, antitrust laws will allow us to do that. Bill, um, we are going to move on to the Jeremy helping me with my betting segment. The problem with that segment is that Jeremy, for unforeseen circumstances, a.k.a. ducking us, is not here. So it's going to be us two idiots trying to figure this thing out. Yeah. Okay? So as a recap from last week, here are uh, the results from our betting segment, which is fake betting, again. Um... Panthers plus four at Tampa Bay, that's a loss. Commanders minus two at home against the Browns, that's a loss. Bears plus six at Detroit, loss. Patriots minus two and a half at home against Miami, loss. Denver plus 13 at Kansas City, win. So we went one and uh, four, and I don't know what went wrong. Can't quit betting on bad teams. Let's talk about what we like this week. Went through, I really like Kansas City, minus eight and a half at home against the Las Vegas Raiders. 
Bill, what do you think? Uh, I like that bet. Okay. Um, like no, 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 Derek Carr. Um, you got. I mean, you do have. I mean, that's the thing. You do have Jared Stidham. So. Um, Stidham. Yeah, that is something to maybe factor into the uh, the calculus. But I think I think Kansas City minus eight and a half. Okay. I think that's, I think that's a good good bet. And as uh, listeners of this podcast know, I cannot quit the Tennessee Titans. I just can't quit them. <laughs> Tennessee can. Titans are plus six and a half on the road in Jacksonville. I can't quit them. I'm taking that. I yeah, cannot that, quit. That is the Saturday night, Saturday night game. Because now we're in that part of the year where uh, college football is over. The NFL takes over both days. Yes. And I know Jeremy is going to be listening to this part of the podcast and screaming, do not take the Tennessee Titans. Stay away from the Tennessee Titans. No. Okay, well, do you want my opinion? Yeah. Okay, I'm doing this because Jeremy's not here. Please do not put money on the Tennessee Titans plus six and a half. I'm here for you. I care about you. That's not a good bet. Don't do it. All right. All right, let's move on. Baltimore plus nine and a half at Cincinnati. I That's a lot of points. Dude. That's a lot of points. Sometimes Baltimore doesn't even give up nine and a half points in a game. Yeah, it's true. A lot of points. I really a like that bet. Should I? Um, well, now, let's see. Because now with the whole... Which we didn't talk about uh, the Hamlin situation. I hope I got that name right. Yeah, okay. Hamlin. Yeah, I knew I wasn't gonna get the first name, and I was like, I hope I nailed this last name. <laughs> I'm gonna sound inconsiderate anyway. Because um, now they've changed, so because they canceled uh, Bills Bengals. Yep. Not making it up. Yep. Now they're doing weird playoff scenarios. Uh, what does this? What do the stakes mean for Cincinnati? They're pretty high for this game, right? I will. I'm on it, Dano. Keep going. Okay. Well, I was hoping that you would be ready because I don't have anything else after that. Um, well, it's, it's, I, yeah. Go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go, no, go ahead. No, I can't. <laughs> you go ahead. You go ahead. You go ahead. God damn it. Because uh, there's just things going on where like there's neutral sites. Uh, and like Cincinnati is, I think they, I think they've won the North, AFC North, but they like don't get like a home playoff game because of it, because of the weird changes to the rules. Basically, what I'm trying to say is, I think the Bengals get screwed, and I think that's going to affect how they play. So, with that being said, I, I have nothing. I can't find anything. Let's move on perfect. to the next game. Um, okay. I love points. Give me the points. New York Giants plus 14 against the Philadelphia Eagles. Is Jalen Hurts playing? I don't know. That is a pile of points. That is so many points. That is... That's, I You don't rarely see uh, numbers like that. Especially from two playoff teams. Right. Jalen Hurts is trending to make return from shoulder injury, but I don't know what that means. It means he's trending. Well, okay, but is it for this game or for the next game? Anyways, I, I even if Jalen Hurts is playing, I can't not take New York plus 14. And then the last game is the reverse mush jinx because <laughs> I am so bad at fake betting because I am so bad at fake betting. I am taking... The Detroit Lions, plus four. Wow. Do you like that? Uh, I don't. Uh, it goes against my, well, it goes against my score prediction, but we'll get into it. Yeah, we'll get into that later. Okay. Um, yeah. Now, are you? Do, I have to ask. Are you doing? Are you doing Detroit plus four just, just to make yourself feel a little bit better on the off chance that things go really bad? I know. I'm straight up doing it because I know I'll lose the bet. Oh, okay. Ah, okay. So you. You're doing the double reverse jinx, okay? Yes, I am. The uh, yeah. I'm doing the reverse jinx uh, that he who shall not be named uh, claims to do. The anti-mush lock of the week of the century. Yes. There you go. Roy Williams. 
Did you just listen to that question I just answered? Okay, I got three years invested in Brett Hundley, two years invested in Joe Callahan. The quarterback room is exactly where it needs to be. Okay, uh, let's jump into our favorite matchup to watch this week. Bill, I'm going to let you start us off. What is your favorite matchup to watch this week? Uh, Packers will probably get punched in the mouth right away because Dan Campbell with potentially nothing to lose. Uh, but can they keep doing the thing where they don't fold with the season, especially with the season on the line, because uh, that has been a highlight of Matt LaFleur teams in the past, especially mid-games where they get hit in the mouth early, completely fold because they're paper tigers, and the game is basically done on the first drive. Can I ask you something? Do you, do you When you say getting punched in the mouth, would you be yes. surprised if Dan Campbell literally punched someone in the mouth before the game? No, I chose my words carefully. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I that that is something that definitely scares me. I'm with you. Um, I the thing that scares me a little bit there is is that Dan Campbell is an unafraid Dan. I mean, I don't know if he's ever been afraid, but an unafraid Dan Campbell. I, I'm excited to see like you if the Green Bay Packers can continue this trend of being down early, getting a punt blocked against Minnesota, but then getting a goal line stand. Actually, you know what? This brings up something I wanted to talk about for a while now. Okay. Do you hear people talk about complimentary football all the time? Yeah, I don't know what it means. It's dumb. It's not real. <laughs> no, I'm okay, serious. Explain. The no, idea, the, this, is, this is what complimentary football is. Your offense is your offense and defense play good. Okay. But like, it's like, oh, when your defense gets a, a turnover, your offense and goes goes and scores a touchdown. That's complimentary football. Your offense is complimenting your defense. That is stupid. That is like <laughs> made up. That's like, that's like, getting hits with runners in scoring position. It's random. Yeah. It's that's like- dumb. And smart like, football people use it. It's stupid. It's when your offense and defense are playing good, they're playing complimentary football. When your offense and defense aren't playing good, then you're not playing complimentary football. It's stupid. It's dumb. I just wish people would stop. There are all these like really smart, like football guys, stat nerds. Like, let's talk about EPA per play. Let's talk about DVOA. Let's talk about completion percentage above expectation. But also, let's talk about complimentary football. Dumb. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, if you if you play well on all three bases, as other people also like to say, uh, generally good things will happen. Like it's not like really some deep analysis. No. Of the game. No. It's like if you yes, if you get turnovers and you to set up your offense, your offense scores, you know, or your offense, you know choose the clock for a long time to rest the defense and help them out like that's not comp- I mean I, I, yes it, it does complement each other but there's not it's not something you can like necessarily game plan for it's just a thing that happens it is like, like independent of whatever it's a fake smart guys way <clears throat> of saying they played good or they played bad like the Packers yeah. will play bad and they're like they didn't play complimentary football it's like no, well they, they played bad like mm-hmm. so anyways I'll get off that um no, that's fine. I'm glad you glad you got that off your chest. It, it felt like it was bubbling. It had been bubbling for a long time, and I just haven't found an opportunity to bring it up. So the, my favorite matchup to watch this week um, is the Lions' defense, which they seem big mad right now, versus Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. who, if the Packers are going to make a run in the playoffs, uh, they need him to play good. He has been yeah. below average, and if they, if they even plan on making a run, he's got to play better. So I'm excited to see... The Lions defense, which is very mad and feels disrespected by Aaron Rodgers, who may or may not put the final nail in their canceled season coffin. Aaron Rodgers playing against them. We're going to need a good quarterback. We're quarterback away, Bill. We are. We are We are the Wisconsin Badgers of the NFL. Scott Mitchell. What was the injury? My knee. All right, let's move on to the theme of the week. On Twitter, there was one theme and one theme only this week, and it, it was, was Aaron Rodgers' new girlfriend. Oh, 
Yeah, we'll talk about that. I don't know. Maybe in an off-season podcast. No, we won't. Nah, probably not. I'm we, don't do, we don't do off-season podcasts, Mike. Come on. Uh, theme of the week this week, Vikings fans are literally being Q-Minnesota or not. Have you been paying attention to this? Have you been paying attention to this? Um, yes, I actually have uh, stuff saved I was hoping to get into. Okay, so just so everyone knows, I'm going to let Bill get into some of the, the specifics. Mm-hmm. But Minnesota Vikings fans, this week, they have not taken the loss well. They, and no, they've taken the... the loss so poorly. I, believe it or not, if you listen to this podcast, you may not believe it. I very, very rarely am like, you know what? I'm going to talk my shit. Mm-hmm. But I quote tweeted someone this week who was conspiracy theorizing that look at oh wow it's just so unlikely that the 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 Packers got two home games to end the season like I think that the bigger complaint and this is what I tweeted the bigger complaint that Vikings fans should have is that the Packers got to face two born loser 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 (laughs) franchises to end the season not that they're at home because if they were on the yeah. road, it wouldn't have mattered. It's that we got to we got to play the born loser Minnesota Vikings franchise, followed by the born loser Detroit Lions franchise to end the end the season. I, it's just the craziest thing is happening. Minnesota these Minnesota Vikings fans are crazy. They I think yeah. that they may constitute all of of QAnon. So so Bill, why don't you yeah. read off some examples? Basically, basically I okay. I am actually going to write an open letter to Joe Biden because I think he needs to use the national authorize the National Defense Act because Vikings fans have depleted this nation of its entire copium reserve. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> it's insane how hard they're coping after this loss. Oh. The shit that they have been saying. First of all, the big one. Uh, Jair didn't shut down Justin Jefferson. He had safety help. That's how football works. <laughs> that's simply how. That's simply playing defense. So, so for those who don't know, that that has been one of the things that Minnesota fans have been saying is like, oh, Jair didn't really shut down Justin Jefferson. Jair had safety help, so it wasn't him. Like, okay, yeah. How many catches did Justin Jefferson have though? Like for real? One. <laughs> One, one, two, one for like 15 yards. So it doesn't matter. He still got shut down. Next. Yeah. Um, also, keeping with that theme, um, they wanted t- taunting called for Jair hitting the gritty in the first quarter. And it's like, first of all, they got super mad that he even did the gritty. First of all, that's not even Jeff- Justin Jefferson's dance. Uh, I'm pretty sure that was T. Higgins who started it, like, two years ago, or whatever. Like, he was doing that in college back, I mean, they were teammates at LSU, but, I mean, that was, like, a, that was a thing from, like, college that he brought over. And, like, Vikings fans are, like, trying to, like, uh, get, like, uh, they're trying to, like, tr- get trademark rights on a dance that their player didn't even invent. And, and, and I, I know this talk. I know it very deep inside of me wanting a taunting call like that that is hashtag loser mentality that is what yeah. what did what did Aaron Nagler call them like a, a, a paper franchise or like a uh, Teflon franchise I can't remember but it's stuff like that that's loser talk that is yeah wah! Loser. That that is big baby. That is that is a baby who pooped itself. Yes. And is mad at other people for for that. It's uh, mad. I'm losing the analogy, but it's basically mad that it pooped itself. And it's mad <laughs> at other people. For doing that. Um, Next. The um, I think well, to to just finish that point, not the baby, but Justin Jefferson. Um, I think they asked about him post game. What he thought about it, and he's like, yeah, that shouldn't be a taunting penalty like i that's dumb if you actually want that right um one of my favorites well you mentioned the uh, the ending of two home games in a row well first of all i don't know if this actually matters but i've seen it brought up as a counterpoint the packers lost a home game 
because they went to London. They did. So I'm assuming that probably played something into it. I can't speak for certain how much or if at all, but or it's or believe it or not, you play the same amount of home games and away games every year, and the Packers had one less home game this year, and so <laughs> yeah, like, also that like. So we played more away games earlier in the year. It happens. We're, are we the only team right. in the NFL that had two home games to end the season? Uh, I have no idea. Probably not. I'm going to guess. Yeah. Just, I think by the nature of it, like, probably not. Um, but I think my favorite was the full-blown QAnon conspiracy that the Packers flooded their own fields before the game. So good. To make it harder for the players because I guess the Packers don't play on the same field at the same time they play on a different one so good that isn't slippery so good um, it's insane and basically all that comes down to is uh, the Vikings players wore the wrong studded cleats their team like their head coach uh, the equipment people said hey you should probably wear the longer studs or whatever or has more studs. I don't know. I'm not a longer, football equipment guy. Yeah, um, they didn't, and they just slipped all over the field. It is, Bill. That is so good. Like, that is such loser talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Be like, oh my god, the field was wet. Like, yeah. Yeah, that like, like there was things where like, oh, the field was that they flooded it. I checked the forecast. It didn't rain the night before. It had to have been. It had to have been the players doing it. And then people who actually live in the area were like, "Yeah, it rained for a couple hours last night." <laughs> uh, it was wet. Oh man, so good. So that was the theme of the week. Um, the Minnesota Vikings fans are—they are swimming around in loser talk. They—it is one of my favorite things in the entire world. And I just, I couldn't help but not participate. Calvin and Bosch. Blair Walsh from 27 yards left hash. Snap good, spot down. Walsh's kick is up, and it is no good. He missed it. Are you kidding me? The season can't end like that. All right, let's move on to our injury report. Bill always mm-hmm. gives us the injury report, updates us on the injury status of both the, the the Packers and the team that they are opposing this week. That will be the Lions. So, Bill, hit us with the injury report. All right. Well, uh, the final injury report of the regular season uh, is to, to, to go into the theme of the Packers playing hot at the right time. Packers have basically no injuries. At the right time. Um, the only player who was questionable is Josiah DeGuara, and he even practiced. So, I mean, every other than, you know, Rashawn Gary and Stokes being on IR, and also uh, Dean Lowry, which, Mike, we need to talk about Dean Lowry. Not today. Um, well, I think today. <laughs> I think I, I put it in the rundown. I think we need to talk about it today. Um, I think we skipped it. Did we skip over it? Did you skip over it? What happened? I, I saw it. I, I can't remember where I saw it, but I didn't intentionally skip over it. Like, I'm here for, I'm here for like, taking the L on Dean Lowley. Like, I'm here for it. Okay. So, um, uh, well, just, we'll do that quickly after this. But, uh, um, but other than the guys who are on IR, everyone, everyone is healthy, everyone is playing. Um, Detroit Lions, we have a couple of things. Um... The only out they have is KO'd Awasika, their guard. He's out with an ankle. Michael Parker's D-line is questionable. Um, Jason Kabinda is questionable with a knee. Deshaun Elliott's uh, safety is questionable with shoulder. Jeff Okuda, questionable with an elbow. And Frank Ragnall's center is questionable with a And I think the thing that we should all understand about these players being questionable is that they're they're gonna play because Dan Campbell will just sit down in front of them, stare them in the eyes for 15 to 20 seconds, 
and the players will be like, yes, sir, coach, I will play. Uh, yeah, basically what that means for the Lions, the questionable destination for the Lions basically means Dan Campbell's going to go. Um, it's questionable if you're going to be on my team next year if you don't yes. play. Um, okay, before we move on to what we're most afraid of, Bill, uh, I will publicly take the L on Dean Lowry. Yes, I think I caught a little heat from both of you because I didn't know Dean Lowry's name. <laughs> um, I, I believe... I wanted to call him Kyle Sackrell, which R.I.P. the, fa- the Sackrell. Um, he's not dead. He just isn't on the team anymore. Um, I believe um, that uh, I think Jeremy called him the heart of the defense, which would be incorrect. Um, well, if the defense... Well, actually, you know what? Nope, 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 nope. Never mind. Keep going. Uh, well, the main thing that is that happened is it opened the door for Devontae White to actually play and shockingly he's good when he's not in the doghouse and gets actual consistent playing time was he in the doghouse because he's actually a dog dog? well I mean well you don't know uh, have you heard of Bark at Kids um (laughs) I have not heard it specifically but I also have not heard it so ooh you have not not heard it right okay um well, John would guess. All right, let's move on. Then don't ask it, Lance. What we're most afraid of, uh, Bill, I will start this one off. The Green Bay Packers, okay. we always do the things we're most afraid of that are going to happen. We've touched on it a couple of times, but Dan Campbell, I'm so nervous that he is just going to go full-on crazy person and just doing the most wild stuff in the world. Fake punts, fake field goals, a double reverse flea flicker, hook and ladder on one play. He just had way too much coffee. You know that scene in Waterboy where all the where um, Henry Winkler just like all of a sudden gets his brains back and is able to like put together all these magnificent plays. Like Dan Campbell's like gonna watch that tonight, wake up, have like five espresso shots and one coffee, drink three of those, and he's gonna be running the wildest stuff like the like college level like put all of your linemen out on the right and fake a screen leak the quarterback i don't know i'm nervous yeah yeah um like like i think i said it tied in earlier to my uh whatever uh dan campbell nothing to lose is the scariest version of dan campbell yes and I'm sure because he's done it before to us, where he does like big field goals, like like you know, like wide receiver passes or or you know, halfback passes, fleet flickers. I mean, he he's not afraid, you know, to to get out there, and especially if it's like, oh, all I have to do is win the game and put the Packers out of the playoffs. Like, okay, cool. You know, I'm gonna do like I'll do like he's he'll probably. I bet on the opening kickoff he's gonna do the Dan Conley thing. Yes. That's what's gonna yes. happen. It's and it's just gonna go from yes. there. All right, Bill. What are you most afraid of? Uh, it's pretty simple. I'm afraid of the Packers falling short and losing. Um, I know. I will. I will. I will get on the soapbox here. I will be. I, I'm putting myself in the stocks. I. I was flamed early in the year for hashtag loser mentality, as Mike says, because I was also as Mike likes to say, I was playing the wrong lottery. Um, but in my defense, at the time, the Packers were what? Four and eight. Four and eight. Uh, with the Cowboys coming into town. Yes. I'm like, this season is done. Yes. And I don't... First of all, we both shared that sentiment. Oh, we did. Okay. It was after we yeah. beat Dallas that I was like, you know what? Let's play the light, the right lottery. But before that, I was like, let's play Jordan Luck. Right. Right. Because it, it was after... I think it was after the Eagles game. And it was like, Aaron is hurt in two different spots. Like, he couldn't finish the, the Eagles yep. game. And it was like, let's just, there's five weeks left. Just stick him in the sideline and let, that's what we got with Jordan Love. And I know there's a lot of people online who are trying to, like, take up receipts on that. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't think you can really dunk on no. that. No, everyone. Like, I mean, yeah. Um, but now, we're back. This was, this was the most improbable of all of the 
R-E-L-A-X, uh, the 2016 oh, yeah. table. This was the most improb- improbable one. This It was over. It was over. I think I think the funny thing is because because REX was a REX the relax that was what we were one and two. Uh yeah, or I think it was we were like one and like, one and like almost lost to the Jets at home like that. Yeah. Yeah, it was like it was like week four and right. we were like let's calm down, let's relax. Right. Well, this was we're four games under five hundred, and like I know I was other than the uh, I know at one point on the pod I did say. I'm looking at the schedule. There's like five, six weeks left. I don't see a yeah. win yeah. left on the schedule. I did that talk. I did that. Um, all that to say is I was proven wrong. I'm so back. And this oh, is going to hurt. Like son of a bitch. Be back on the Green Bay Packers when they controlled their own destiny. That is and, right. That is right. And so that's fair. You followed your word. So um, yeah. Calvin Johnson. But why do you even ponder passing? I mean, you can take a knee and try a 56-yard field goal. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. All right, let's jump in to the matchup stats. Again, Jeremy, for unforeseen circumstances, like ducking us, is not here for the matchup mm-hmm. stats. So I'm going to try to do it and wish me luck. All right. Uh, I'm at, I guess I'm talking to myself now. Hit the music. The Green Bay Packers lead the all-time series against the Detroit Lions, 105-74-7. Their first meeting when the Detroit Lions were not the Detroit Lions, they were the Portsmouth Spartans, which they should go back to that name. On November 2nd, 1930, the Green Bay Packers won 47-13. Now their first meeting as the Lions on October 7th, 1934, the Green Bay Packers won or lost zero to three. That is black and blue football, baby. They have played each other twice in the playoffs. On January 8th, 1994, the Green Bay Packers defeated the Detroit Lions 28 to 24. And in a turn of events, the Green Bay Packers defeated the the Detroit Lions twice in one season or one calendar year. They beat them twice in the playoffs in the calendar year because on December 31st, 1994, the Green Bay Packers defeated the Detroit Lions 16 to 12. That is big calendar right there. That is big calendar. Mm-hmm. And um, I is that all? Oh, I had one other little thing. So uh, this rivalry is particularly important to football fans in the state of Michigan and particularly the UP. Fans from the west of the peninsula tend to root for the Packers, whereas fans from the east of the peninsula as well as the rest of Michigan's lower peninsula tend to root for the Lions. Because of this, within Michigan, the rivalry is often known as the Uper Bowl. So you have that. I mean, that's literally, I, I don't know. Jeremy, this is why we need... Is that all you? Is that all you have? What's that? Is that all you have? I thought I You teased that really hard. I like before the pod, and like you're like, I'm gonna save this. This is I'll tell you about it, and it's just two votes for what team I would side this team. Charlie Batch. Also, high snap, put down. Joseph, come on! It is good. No, he missed it. Are you kidding me? Missed it right. He missed it right. Are oh my heavens! Oh, oh my! This he missed it right. What a gut punch to a team! Ball that play after play toward the end fought its way back. Oh, missed it by like a foot and just oh my god! How do also, I don't I don't want to be rude, but you say Peninsula weird. Peninsula. Yeah, that's weird. Charlie Batch. All right, let's move on to our score predictions. Jeremy is not here, so uh, we will read his score prediction. Uh, he has the Lions winning 31-27. to 27. Okay. Bill, what's your score prediction? <laughs> um, I am, after listening to this podcast, as we do it live, I am starting to get into the so confident in this game that the Packers are going to win no matter what. 
Um, I think we're the better team. I think the atmosphere at Lambo is going to be nuts. The crowd is going to be into it. This is not going to be your dad's gold package game. Not that this is a gold package game. I don't know if it is or not. I assume it's probably not. But I, I remember there was a chance to dig at those fans, even though I was one of them. Anyway, um, but the, that's going to be good. Um, the team is playing better. Uh, I think Aaron's going to have a good game. I think, you know what? Here's my prediction. It hasn't happened since, I believe, week 14 or 15 of last season against the Bears. Aaron Rodgers will break 300 yards passing. Whoa. Yes. And final score? On top of that, the final score will be Packers 31 Lions 14. Oh, that's what I like to hear. Okay. I have been predicting that the Packers will get into the 30s literally every game. I've only been right twice, but we are going to end the season, the regular season, with me being right again. The Green Bay Packers are going to score 35 points. The Detroit Lions are going to score 20 with a garbage touchdown late. The Green Bay Packers win 35 to 20. And then you will have to hear from us next week for a playoff edition of the PPP, the Playoff Pregame Packers podcast. You are welcome for listening, and we will see you next week. Bill, send us out. Very nice.